0: Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch this podcast, our second episode for the week. This is part two of our live stream from Tuesday night, where we had Devin, Ryan, and myself all in the same room talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. But you are here to listen to our episode on The Power of the Dog. Plus, we do our weekly segment, We Watch This, where we talk about what we watched during the past week between shows. So, without further ado, enjoy. So so Devin, you recently traveled, uh you flew in from London and boy were your arms tired. I so uh, tired. Yeah. I'm assuming you watched this on the plane, the the, the um, nope, that's not it. That's not it, that's not it. Wait. There okay, it is. The Green Knight.
1: I did. did you watch it I, on the flight? I did watch it on the flight, yeah. This was I kept so I if you were paying attention last week, everything that you guys mentioned, I'm like, Oh watch it on the flight. Oh mm-hmm. the flight's only like eight hours long. I had enough time for like two movies. It was this and it was uh horrible bosses was what I ended up watching on the flight. Uh, really totally different movies. This is the only one I think I care to talk about. Because um, Horrible Bosses is just fun.
0: Yeah, it was it's Green Knight.
1: horrible, Night. anyway. <laughs> no, I loved
0: it. Of all the things with Jason as we've recommended to you, <laughs> that's the that's thing thing not I one with. of them. No. That's not
1: one of them at all. Um, but no, I ended up watching The Green Knight. I liked it a lot. Um, who is, I don't know who the director was, but it stars Dev Patel. And do you guys know the, the deal with this movie? No, never I've never heard of not. it before okay so it is a retelling of the Sir Gawain story so I don't know if you guys know this but basically there's King Arthur right and King Arthur I think was essentially kind of the first MCU where like every one of his knights had like all of these stories about them and one of the knights of the round table was Sir Gawain and he was the one if you guys had ever heard about this he had a green sash that he always wore and could never take off or his head would fall off that was like his deal that,
2: right. that, that sounds like one of those stories from that book, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, with the girl that wore the scarf <laughs> on her neck. You took the scarf, sc- scarf you know, it, off, it, her head would fall it's, off. It's based on it,
1: though. Like, it's based on the Sir Gawain tale. Cool. So, basically, the setup for the movie is that on Christmas Day, a, a green knight, it's basically like this guy made of trees, walks into, the, in, into Camelot for all of the knights of the round table, and he goes, let's play a fun Christmas game. I want one of you to hurt me and you get my axe but then next year you have to come to me and I hurt you exactly the same amount that you hurt me. And Sir Gawain goes, great, I'll just kill him so this whole thing's off. So he chops off his head, the Green Knight picks up his head, goes, great, I'll see you next year and walks away. And that's like the setup for the movie. I thought it was great. I like this movie so much. I didn't think that I liked like medieval kind of movies like this so that they had a place in like modern storytelling this was wonderful i'm gonna make you guys watch this soon awesome i'm sold are you
0: i'll watch it yeah i've uh, i've heard about this yeah i don't know i didn't know the plot of it at all yeah so i'm really interested to see what this movie is yeah yeah and i think you did a good job of telling us what it is without spoiling much great so (laughs) good i I appreciate that
2: Yeah. yeah I, I do like the whole m- medieval period. Oh, do you? It's just there hasn't been, like, the only movie that I felt was worth my time that was based in that era was more of, like, the fantasy King Arthur recently. Yeah. Where yeah, or it no was kind about. of, like, contemporary m- 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 medieval-ish, mm-hmm. but I never really got around to watching it. But this has always been an interest. Like, that yeah. time period has always been an interest of me. The reverse of the whole cowboy thing.
0: <laughs> we're so, gonna
1: have to talk about soon. Oh, we will <laughs> so uh
0: this isn't a sequel to the black Knight with martin lawrence
1: <laughs> <laughs> i wish it was okay or kidding kid uh, arthur's score. Uh, oh gross no gross. Mine is... Okay. is it a good movie i love that movie when oh, i was a kid I've never seen I,
0: i've never seen it all right you didn't have a, anything right i'm trying to remember what i pulled in. i said Super Bowl we already kind of covered that talk about that yeah all right so i've got two things that i watched. that kind of go together okay uh which one did i put in first first one is the bodyguard with kevin costner and whitney houston
1: okay this is the movie i thought it was i think
0: this is the first time i've watched a kevin costner movie outside of the podcast that ryan didn't tell me to watch (laughs) since we started the podcast how
1: much baseball did he play in it
0: none but he does throw uh, like throwing stars
1: what? Yeah. I like know at, it was part of At that.
0: one point he's just like throwing knives at <laughs> a Have you at a tree. I've never seen the body. I've never seen the I've ne- I had never seen the bodyguard.
2: You never saw it till now?
0: No. This is the first time I saw it. Huh? I, okay. I I Devin I, I'm not gonna say much about the movie. I enjoyed it. I thought okay. the chemistry between Costner and Whitney Houston is phenomenal. Okay. I okay. wanna see more Whitney Houston acting. Like I know she did some other stuff after this, before she passed away. I wanna check that out. Sure. Um the one thing I thought I knew about this movie isn't in the movie <laughs> because I've always seen the parodies of the bodyguard, like in 30 rock. Oh, right. Where, um, they, uh, Tracy's bodyguards pick him up and carry him out. Yeah. 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 To i will always love you. I thought that was the scene in the movie. I thought like he's carrying her through the crowd yeah. to that song. Nope. <laughs> So, oh. and
2: this is why i uh, this is why when, when you first joined the show and for like months we were mm-hmm. doing stuff that like you hadn't seen because you thought you knew it because of like cultural references yeah. to it it's like this is why i always rolled my eyes because there are cultural references like to the bodyguard that are combinations of stuff that happens in the movie into one scene yeah okay
1: okay
0: but i will say uh, like in the first five minutes i was like it's so- and so isn't it <laughs> and my wife's like yeah, I was like, damn it, <laughs> yeah. I'm too good, uh, but I really enjoyed it, and the, the one that, that we, we talked about the bodyguard before on this podcast, yep. when we talked about the Hitman's bodyguard, because oh, right. they made the parody of that, that, the poster, Yeah. Um. so I, I also watched the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. <gasps> did you? Yeah, I okay. did, Tell me. sadly. I absolutely hated every second of it. Really? And I, I love the first one so much and to me like this just fell flat completely oh uh,
1: this could have been a plane watch for me brother this was on the plane yeah
0: it it just wasn't good on the
1: plane on the way back i I don't think i'm going to now not after you should because i'm curious to get your take on it because i don't know if
0: it's just me but like it's just not the same like i don't know what changed like the characters are still there Mm -hmm. and like the elements still the same but i just didn't enjoy it
1: was it like the plot, or like did it did it feel forced? Like they it needed felt to forced. Do it. I think okay. that,
0: that's the big thing. Okay. Um, the only part that I was like <laughs> was at the very end, like the way they end the movie. It's like okay, if you do a third one, I kind of want to see where they go with that part of the story. Okay. Um, but I like Selma Hayek; like she's the, yeah. probably the best part of this movie. But it just felt like Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds were kind of phoning it in. Aww. And and in Ryan Reynolds' defense, like he is taking a break from acting right now. Is he? because he like he was in so much in the last two years you had right. this you had free guy you had red notice right um
1: there's I, a netflix one too right there's a
0: netflix one the adam project he just yeah. did that musical with will ferrell that's coming out this year oh yeah so that's a lot to do back to back to back yeah um so he's taking a bit of a break which he probably he definitely he deserves, deserves it yeah um but on a side note with Ryan Reynolds, did you guys see that he posted an image of himself in the in his Deadpool costume Sunday night? Did he? Around the time the Doctor Strange trailer came out?
1: People think that they see Deadpool in the Doctor Strange poster. I don't think they do.
0: I, I don't think they do either. No. Um w- Do I think he's in it? Probably.
1: I would love it. I would love it if he was um, in it. This
0: is how you bring him in it. Yeah. Um, but that post got deleted really quickly. Oh, did it?
1: Yeah. Uh.
0: Probably because the costume designer from from what i read the costume designer for multiverse of madness was in it oh okay so sure that would be why yeah um but yeah very disappointed in hitman's wife spotted guard shoot yeah that's uh. a shame
1: because i did really like the first one because we watched yeah. that here
0: um yeah i was not a fan
1: oh uh, that's a shame but... oh well yeah you win i mean some, you lose give some. it a
0: shot like maybe i just wasn't in the right mood it just didn't didn't hit a chord for me
1: i mean this feels like a decent airplane movie like it feels like it has like enough laughs that like you can pay attention to it while you're like you know on there just screen.
0: weren't any laughs though like oh, that's the there. thing like yeah there, there are moments that are, i i can see like okay this is the joke yeah it just wasn't funny. You
1: have like the Ryan, like Ryan does that, like that was I, a joke. That's so
2: the, comedy. The, that that's comedy. That's that, they did a funny. That was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke.
0: Like at one point, he protects Selma Hayek from like a a, a gunshot yeah. by pushing her by the chest, and she's like, oh. "You like my boobs, don't you?" I'm like, "That's not funny." Yeah, like, it, it, it it's like a whole weird thing. Um,
1: well, it's interesting because they set that character up so much in the first movie too where they're and
0: yeah. like the, the, and the big thing with this character in this one is he's like uh, I'm not a bodyguard anymore and I have to like take time to be me and like it's like the whole time he's doing journals to himself like writing letters to. That himself. sounds
1: nice though it like, you know, like a decent it, it, setup. It just
0: like, didn't really work for me. Uh, so, I'm curious to see what you what you think. Okay, so give it okay. a shot. I'll have to. Um, on that note. Let's get into today's second topic, uh, the power of the dog. The
1: power of the dog.
2: If I could uh, do a good dog yelping sound, I would do that right now. Would you really? Uh, just give us
0: your best. Right? You, you said on. it. You have to you gotta do it do now. It.
1: Just,
2: just try. <laughs> that was pretty
1: good. That was like that was like Malteser level. Like... The only good sound effect I can do is a cow.
0: Well, we will <clears throat> be cattle wrestling scenes here. Yeah, we mm. can talk about that in pit. Uh, Devin, <laughs> give us your best dog.
1: It's, it's not better. <laughs> oh, you went for the big one. Yeah. Oh, good.
0: That's the, the power of the dog. It's
1: the power. It's It's My I <wife's laughs> like, what the hell is going on in <laughs> here?
0: What uh, is this movie that they're talking about? All right. So we're talking about our first Oscar nomine- nominee for the year. Because uh, we're going to do a few of these. Yeah. Um, this film was nominated for Best Performance by a Supporting Actor. <laughs> two supporting actors. Um. Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Achievement in Directing, Motion Picture of the Year, um, Actor in a Leading Role, Actress in a Supporting Role, Production Design, Sound Design, uh, Cinematography, Film Editing, and Achievement in Music music Written for Motion Picture's Original Score. Uh, So that's a lot.
1: That's a lot. I don't know how much of that I agree with. I think Uh, it deserves maybe half of that. There's... I think there's only like two I don't agree with, to be fair.
0: So, if you haven't seen The Power of the Dog, this is the the summary that um, IMDB gives.
1: I can't imagine Uh, this doing it justice.
0: Charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. Ew! Yeah, that does no, not do I a don't, good job. I don't like that its... no. it at all. Let's get. Let me give some context on how I saw this film.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: I saw that this film was getting some a lot of award buzz early on in award season. Okay. And I saw that it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider Man hadn't come out yet. Right. And it had Doctor Strange, <laughs> <and> MJ <laughs> in it. So this is like after Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, no. I was like, you know, I'm gonna give this a shot because there's enough here. Also, uh, Nightcrawler from the X-Men uh, prequel trilogy is in it. He's, oh, is that the he, son?
1: He's the son. Okay.
0: Um, he plays Peter, uh, or Pete. Pete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I want I, I saw it was on Netflix. Like I I have nothing else to watch right now. I'll give this a shot. So I did, and I I watched this movie and it's like, okay, like good performances. I get I I, I, I kind of see what this film's going towards and at the end i was like what the hell did i just watch like i the ending kind of caught me off guard and we'll get into it okay um because i i this is one of those films that benefits a second viewing yeah uh a lot so we'll get into the reasons why for that uh in a minute what did you guys think of power of the dog
2: could have been about 40 minutes shorter (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I understand and I can see why it's nominated. Yeah. If it wins, not gonna be upset about it. Don't really have any opinions on it one 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 way or the other, but if I had to d- describe this movie honestly with how I feel about it, it's a lot of nothing, a little bit of confusing setup a little bit of nothing, and then oh, so that's what he was doing in the woods.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Devin, how about you?
1: I, okay, I genuinely don't mean to sound like I'm like being pretentious about this. I saw a lot of this movie coming. Like, from the second you see Phil being Phil, I'm like, I know what his deal is. Got it. I, I, I get that where this movie's going, and I get why people like this movie and why it's nominated the movie, I think, I think it's good. I think it's a very good movie. I think the movie does tension in a weird way. I think it, like, portrays tension in a way that not a lot of movies do. And I think some of that gets not, I think that some of that gets misconstrued as nothing. When, in actuality, this is supposed to be an incredibly tense scene. You're supposed to feel for every character and every action that they're doing. And everything is supposed to mean so much to you. But because, I think, of the score, and I think because of, even the cinematography I think that it doesn't telegraph tension the way that we're used to seeing it in movies. I,
0: I think the tension is a lot like, I, I'm going to ask you a question, Ryan and I don't mean to offend you in this in any way <laughs> Did you watch this while you were on your phone? No. Okay, so you just sat there and watched it Yeah. Were you distracted by anything like your cats or anything while you were watching it?
2: No. Uh, honestly my thought was how much of this movie is not about awkward situations.
1: Okay. Cause I, uh, right. And you don't like awkward situations.
2: I'm not a big fan of yeah. like that kind of stuff because I mean, granted, look, I was getting pulled into the movie. Okay. I was, it's just this movie suffered from one of the aspects of like Western type movies, cowboy type movies that I can't stand. And that's the, like watching the cowboy walk 30 seconds out to the ranch. And then watching him kind of think to himself.
0: I wouldn't even call this a Western, though.
2: But there were still those shots it's, in it.
0: It's the setting. I think that's just the art house film Which, aspect. Which, I this.
2: mean, I thought to myself about halfway through this yep, this definitely feels like a Sundance movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> fair. Because it, it definitely has that. I mean, so the book was based on literature, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Power of the Dog is part of the American literary canon. I think this is the first time it's been adapted to film directly like this. And because I knew that going into it, I knew how it was telegraphing what it's telegraphing, right? Because I read a lot of American literature. I kind of got what it was doing. I think that the setting was important because the setting helped to develop Phil. And I think Phil ended up being a product of his setting. And I think that became the problem. Like, I think that it had to be cowboys because Phil had to be a cowboy, and Phil couldn't be who Phil. And that's fine. And Phil couldn't be who Phil was. Yeah. So I think it was as much a commentary on like masculinity, especially yeah. during that time of hyper masculinity. Mm-hmm. And I think that you had to put it there for that reason. I think that maybe it would have worked in like a gangster setting, maybe, like as well. But like I would have rather have seen a western, especially with the type of views that we got, than like this in a gangster movie. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's and that's and
1: that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like
2: I understand. When it comes to, like, this story being told in the time period that it was, yeah. it's fine. I'm fine with that. Even with my misgivings with the whole, that era of American history yeah. and that culture that we had in that, in those parts of the, the country. Besides all my issues with that, I understand that this story is best told in that structure. Yeah. And that's fine when you said that it was one of those things when you mentioned about how Phil and you kind of like, you saw where, where, you know, where, where, you know, where, where things were going as things started like tailing off mm-hmm. or as, as things were being done at, at the start of the film, explaining the characters. I had that same thing. Okay,
1: good. So you were, yeah. And what well, telegraphs it all pretty loudly. Yeah,
2: like, I mean, you've, you've got Phil, You've got Phil doing, um, you've you've got Phil being Phil, and then you have his brother, pretty much just being completely agitated, and annoyed by his mm-hmm. brother, and I would say it was probably when, and I'm I'm just gonna come out and say it, when his wife starts drinking, mm-hmm. and the way that uh, Pete was getting treated. That's when I was like, okay, something's going to happen to Phil. Yeah. And then when Pete goes out and finds the dead cattle, so before I go any further, yeah, I know I know what ropes are made out of. I know what sinew is. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was a cattle farmer in Arkansas. Oh, wow. So okay. I know this stuff. You have
1: much broader of a connection than so I do.
2: So as soon as they showed him like go up to the cow especially after them showing him like do the crap to the rabbit that he was doing yeah i was like okay i think i know where this is going and it okay. went right there
0: well, <laughs> let's let's save that for a little <laughs> okay because i don't <laughs> okay. want to get too spoiler heavy yeah, in this yeah. if we, people haven't seen it um let's talk a bit about the performances we talked a lot about phil played yeah. by benedict cumberbatch mm-hmm. um what do you think of his performance in this I definitely saw way more Benedict coming back in this than I ever thought I'd see. Him. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, me too. Yeah, um, I didn't.
2: Yeah, so I liked his performance in this. That's Benedict.
1: Uh, ah, yeah, yeah.
2: ow! <laughs> his performance in this was great. Yeah, it really you was. Like the... I can understand why he, because he's up for Best Actor, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I could totally understand why he's nominated. I could totally see him winning this. I'm going to. I'm going to assume you're going to have us see some of the others. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, I'm definitely going to put this... Granted, it's the first one I've seen. It's at the top of my list. We'll see if it stays. But I have to say, he really got me into hating the character, which is what you're supposed to do. To a point. I mean, you're supposed to feel pity <laughs> for him, too. But at the same time, yeah. What's the whistling for? Uh, that's, that's what he did.
0: It's the it's the the song that he torments her with. Like she's trying to play on the piano.
2: Yeah, see, whistling the tune compared to hearing the banjo, yeah. I'm not going to pick up on that. Well, he whistled it too. Yeah. Oh, uh, I did. Yeah. I I'm he, I remember the banjo playing. I
0: think he does such a great job of being manipulative in yeah. this film. Mm-hmm. And he's so like is cunning the right word? Yeah, cunning. Kind of, I think, I think He's a method
2: right actor, right?
0: I think so.
1: I'd hate to be on that set.
0: I don't oh. I don't think him and Kristen Dunst got along. I, I can't imagine they did. Um,
1: it's called acting for a reason. It, it's yeah. fair. It's fair. Okay, so I think the part that surprised me the most about him is when you find out that Phil, like, was, like, top of his class in university. And he wasn't, like, an old redneck ranch hand his entire life. That part of it surprised me because of how well his performance was up until this point. But I'm going to be entirely honest. The fact that it was Benedict Cumberbatch made me not fully believe that he was just a jerk. Because the fact that it was Benedict Cumberbatch makes me go, okay, he's not going to accept this role Unless it's a deeper role than just like, he's going to be a jerk that everyone plays off of. And I think for some reason that ruined it a bit for me.
0: I mean, honestly, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is kind of known for playing a jerk though. Is he? Sherlock's not a nice guy.
1: The Doctor Strange game.
0: is kind of a dick.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, all of, all of them in that are like, they're the jerks with the heart of gold. Like they're the jerks that like, yeah, they're a jerk, but you know that they're right in the end. And like, that's just kind of how I mean. Smoke, yeah. I guess, is like the one character. Imagination he game. Con. I okay. Con. Fair. I haven't seen Imagination game. The one. Imitation where... game. Hmm? I have seen that one. Imitation he's... game. Imitation game. Yeah. 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 He's but I mean in that one he's a jerk with a point. Like yeah I know. He's but... always a jerk with a point.
2: Yeah I know. But he's still just
1: a pure jerk. With a point.
0: Well, I think every jerk has a point. <laughs> so, so so part of being a jerk. Do you but... not? So do you not think he has motivations to act the way he does in this?
1: i think he has the motive i think because he's benedict cumberbatch i put the motive in and maybe this is just my man crush on benedict cumberbatch where like i saw him and i'm like he can't be a bad guy he's, yeah. he's good old benny cumberbatch but like i think because he was such a brooding like blah, 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 like one he they tried to make him a one note character for so long that i went okay well he's not gonna play a one note character like he's gonna have some depth i'm waiting for the depth mm-hmm. and then and, it happens but, in, but because of that, it got me wanting to read into his performance more and maybe do because I know that he was nominated, right? And I know that the Academy's not gonna nominate somebody who's just a jerk the whole movie.
0: I mean, it worked for Meryl Streep and everything. <laughs>
1: fair, fair. Uh. But I was like, okay, this has got to be a laird performance. We're gonna understand why he's like this later. and i was I was right, and I think for some for me, that telegraphed it, I think,
0: okay. Um, I think, so I I looked it up, like, Kirsten Dunst was method in this, too. Like, she was so into her character, the two of them did not speak on set. Oh, wow. Good Uh, for them. What do you think of her performance in this? Loved it. I liked it. It's different for her. And I think she's done some very interesting choices since Fargo. And they, I haven't seen her Showtime show. What's that Uh, one? I forget what it's called. Um, It has to do with like aerobics in or something. Oh, weird, Florida. Um,
1: I I don't know about this one. I'll look it up.
0: But I, I really like her performance in this because she plays like the, like uh, I don't even know how to. How would you describe her performance in this?
1: Are we? on
0: becoming a god in central florida that's the name of her show
1: is it based on like the cult from central florida i think
0: so yeah
1: oh that's fun Uh, to,
2: to me it was i almost got her like she says that she never drank before but i almost got like the feeling like if her character if this movie would have been done now on like a cattle farm yeah somewhere like but it was like 2020 Mm -hmm. like I feel like they would have made that character more of like a oh I'm a recovering alcoholic sure sure type because of how it affects her Mm -hmm. that's how I feel like she took to the role of like yes we're going to have this character she's never really drank before she hates alcohol and when she drinks alcohol she goes off the rails yeah
0: I don't really think she really goes off the rails though
2: Well, I mean, she's drinking to handle Phil. She's drinking to handle him. And she feels like she has to drink all of the time to do it because he's there all the time, which causes her to, again, like sneak alcohol everywhere, which to me is going off the rails. It's a defense mechanism. It is.
0: That was also a quote from (laughs) Spider-Man.
2: So, I mean, to me, that is going off the rails. Like, just not being able to to control it at Mm -hmm. one given point.
1: For me, some of her subtler stuff in this was the best part of it, where especially when they have that dinner party, where they re- the two really want Phil to show up. I actually missed who they are. Those two, do you guys remember? It was they her, were?
0: There was their parents, and then the governor and his wife. Yeah,
1: got it. Okay, so the governor and his wife were like gushing about Phil, and were like really dismissive of his brother and of him and of her, and like that seems one of my favorite in the movie because you watch her like hopeful and excited when it starts and then you watch her slowly breaking and I think that's like her turning point in the movie where she yeah. starts becoming more of an alcoholic and it's just devastating but that's one of the, the things that I think they they do the tension in a weird way because when she's sitting down at the piano to play that's a very tense scene but I don't think it's telegraphed in a way a lot of movies would make that like normally because mm-hmm. yeah. like, I mean it's it's okay fine like she, you watch her practice for hours for this stupid thing that so she can impress them and then you like she fails at it, and like, what what does that feel like? And I feel like if it was a movie that was edited any differently, there would be this like like big gong hit or like big emotion. You like cut to her crying.
0: I and I, I think the film does a really good job of showing like why she's in the mental state that she is in. Yeah, because the Benedict Cumberbatch performance, like just he doesn't even have to say anything, just the way he looks at her and she looks back at him. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a look of disdain and I think it's so powerful with how he treats her. Like, it works so well to tell both of their stories and, like, what his motivations are for her, like, it's just absolutely devastating to her whole way of life.
1: Yeah. Um, I the more I talk about this movie, the more I like it. I'm going to be honest. Like, cause the more you guys are making me remember like the parts of the performances that I thought were really great, but I, I think I'd have a hard time recommending this movie to just
0: anyone. Like, yeah. And like, I saw this and I had no one to talk about it to. <laughs> right. Right. So I was like, okay, this is nominated for all the Oscars. Let's talk about well, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jesse Plemons doesn't really do much in this for me. Like... I
1: love Jesse Plemons, though. I just love Jesse so Plemons. Let's, let's... We're talking about the brother, right? Yeah, the brother. Yeah. I, okay. I think. I he's... liked him in Antlers. Let's play I, a game. I don't know Antlers.
0: Let's play a game. Okay. Uh, Devin, can you name the movies in the top four, like known for, for Jesse Plemons? Because we have done. Hold on. Let me. Where did it go? I hate my phone. Um, we have done of them. I know you have seen three of them. The Breaking Bad three, movie, three out of the four. No. He's in it. He's in it, but what is what is, under his name? Okay.
1: Uh, Game Night. Yes. Shoot. What else is he in? That's all I can think of right now is Game Night. Well,
0: what are we talking about? Oh,
1: this one. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh The Irishman. I haven't seen that. I one. haven't seen that either. Okay. But I know you've seen this. Battleship. He's in Battleship. Yeah. Who is he in Battleship? Uh,
1: I don't remember this movie much, by the way. please
0: C Seven. <laughs> Does he? Oh, <laughs> I <laughs> don't believe yeah. it. Have uh, you seen Battleship, Ryan? No. Oh, uh, we next live stream. We're all together. We'll have to do battle shots. And we'll
1: have stuff. to and watch the movie. Yeah.
0: Um. For me, like he, he's good in this. Like. Like, one of you said that he he comes off annoyed at his brother. I thought he put up with a lot with his brother. Like, well, he doesn't really address you can, anything. Until... You can
2: you can be annoyed by something, but not, like, tell someone off I, at the same time.
0: I think it was to the point, though, where he <clears throat> let so much go that he was complicit in it.
2: Yeah, but you could still tell it was annoying him.
0: Yeah, but at a certain point, like... He, before she passes out, I think there was a many times where he could have put a stop to the behavior of Phil towards his wife. Towards Rose. Um, True.
2: There could have been. And I think and it it, it it this goes into like At the beginning of the movie, he is quiet. He doesn't talk to Phil. Phil tries to get him to talk and he won't. And he gets upset about it. That's where you know, his brother is getting complicit in it. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, he, he doesn't see it anymore. But he's still annoyed by it. He can see it in his face, especially during that dinner at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then getting involved with Rose, he's distracted, and it's like he has someone else in his life, so he can actually, like, have something that's outside of Phil and i feel like that's one of the reasons why he kind of starts to ignore phil's you know grumpiness mm-hmm. for lack of a better term yeah um towards rose because he has rose there and that's what he's like and that's who he's dedicated and that's who he's d- 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 dedicated himself to um but i feel like what got him to like get up the nerve to just drive out to where her like inn was to where her like restaurant was in the first place mm-hmm. was to get away from Phil. Like the fact that Phil has been just bothering him so much. He got, you know, th- th- that's what kind of gave him the, like, you know, the, the, the willpower to, from being this like quiet person, we meet at the very start to being someone that just goes up and knocks on his crushes, you know, back door and goes, Hey, can I, I'm, I'm just here to visit.
1: Yeah. I think he's a restless guy. I think that's what it is. I think when we see him in the beginning of the movie, and it took me a while to like understand what he was doing. I think at the beginning of the movie, we see him so bored with cattle rustling and owning a mm-hmm. farm and running it. I think he's so over it, and I think he's looking for the next obsession. I think that what's his name, Rose. Rose. I think Rose becomes his next obsession, and by the end of the movie, we've seen him moved on, because at some point, you watch it, you you hear Rose say, "Well, you know, he's out." in town this week so it's just us and Phil and either the last part of the movie takes place in a single week where he's just gone or he's just gone all the time because he's moved on to his next obsession it is no longer Rose she didn't quite fill whatever void that he's looking to fill so he's now moved on to something he's now bored and done with Phil doesn't care he's bored and done with Rose doesn't care they're kind of all up to their thing but he feels that he has to protect Rose because it's it's the thing that he's left behind and so he has to protect Phil
0: see i i have a trouble i have trouble believing that because by the end of this like he's the one who like talks about her not being well yeah like he's the one who is like that he finally takes a stand for her mm-hmm. so i think he does still care okay um but and i because I, he is there for the last part of this movie like he's mm-hmm. still running the ranch like that the that morning, he's asking where Phil is and mm-hmm. and all of this. He's the one taking him to the hospital and all So right. that. So, um, I think he does still care. Yeah. Um,
2: and the way I took it, he was gone for a week. Okay. That's and he how was just I gone see gone the, the whole week. thing.
0: Because they said that, and I was like, well, he
1: should be back by now at some point. And, like, he just kept not showing up. And I didn't know if that was just, like, it took place over a week or, like, he just Because like, there were
2: scenes where his brother was back. hmm and then they show um phil going out to like the rest of the cattle hands and they're teaching pete how to ride
1: got it okay yep i remember that yeah
2: but in between that like the father does come back i mean not the father but the brother does come back because phil says how how long have you had him like this and he said about two weeks got it or three weeks yeah, long So they battery. do like talk about passage yeah. of time then. yeah
1: I think I think I like stuff like this though I like movies that do stuff like this and, and where like it literally invites discussion later about it I think because like you can tell that there's stuff going on kind of on either side of the movie kind of before and after that we're not privy to but you get based on characters actions I think that they leave enough that's kind of vague and oh. metaphor kind of latent in the movie that they want you to go out and talk to somebody about what you've seen to see if you got the same thing right and i think i do enjoy that a lot we're like because there's sometimes we talk about movies and i'm just like did you guys like it yeah did you guys think it was funny yeah ghostbusters yeah, yeah ghostbusters not even Ghost. i mean it was the the stripes talk that we had i love stripes but once we got to the fact that we all liked it we all thought it was funny we all like bill Murray in it like i don't know what else to talk about stripes <laughs> but like yeah. in this one we've talked about the movie for how long we haven't talked about what the power of the dog was and we yeah. haven't talked about... We haven't talked about the sun. We haven't talked about the sun even at all. Yeah. But there's so much to unpack about the movie. And I think I like that. Because I like that in the age of COVID, where like everybody's kind of like huddled together, I like something that's going to invite communication, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to uh, the final nominee for an acting category for yeah. this film. Uh, Cody Smith McPhee, who plays Peter, this the son who is brought into this ranch life. And sees his mom being tortured, and mm-hmm. has like a confrontation with Phil from the get go. Yeah, but then is brought under Phil's wing to to train to be a farm a ranch hand. Uh, what did you think of his performance? Because I, on the second viewing, I picked up on a lot more with his performance. Did you knowing what was going to happen, where his character was going? uh that I was like, okay, like this makes a lot more sense now. Because the first time, like, wait, what's what's happening here? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't really understand it. Seeing it the second time, his his storyline makes a lot more sense the second time for or at least for me. Okay, okay. Um, but what did you guys think?
2: It, to me, he was the best part of the movie. Was he? Yeah, because he he was the one that hey that like had me guessing a lot about like who he was as a person and his personality. Um. And even though he's not in, like, like at the beginning, they kind of, like, slowly get through, the, like, the relationship between the brother and Rose, and then what to do with the son, and Phil's yeah. interpretation of him. And that's what kind of made me focus on the son a bit more than I probably would have normally. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, him coming back, the whole thing with the rabbit, yeah. and... Seeing him doing the things he was doing, it was like, uh, there's something going on with this guy. And there were, like, little things that were just kind of, like, adding up. Like, they show that he knows about the drinking. Yep. Like, shoving the bottle back under the pillow. The fact that, like, whenever he had his interactions with Phil, it was less bonding and more, like, give me information. Give me, give me, give me, give me information. And, like, that's what I picked up on. And then there was stuff with like the whole, and then there was stuff with other things that it was like, okay, this is starting to get a little bit more nefarious,
1: right?
0: Than
2: yeah. you know what this really should be.
1: Devin, how about you? I mean, his performance made me hate the IMDb description of this. To be fair, like because it ended up feeling more nefarious, where like you could tell that like his, it, like Ryan said, like literally his his investment in this is like to protect his mom, yeah, and his investment is to to kind of gain insight where he can't yeah you can see that he's a deep figure you can see that he's artistic i mean you can see that he's deeply talented like the first shot that he's in he has this gorgeous picture that he's drawn yeah and you can see that he's in a situation where he's against the grain and you can also mm-hmm. see that it affects his mom and people around him more than it affects him even,
0: yeah. th- even the way he interacts with people around him outside yep. of his family because I, I would say the three of them that we've already talked about are his family right mm-hmm. yeah um but do you guys remember what the first lines of this film are? I don't. know. It, it's in voiceover. When my father passed, I wanted nothing more than my mother's happiness. For what kind of man would I be if I didn't help my mother, if I did not save her?
1: Oh, I forgot about that. I
0: did, too, until the second video. I like I that. There. Oh, that's what this movie is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it does such a great job. Like, if you're not paying attention to it, yeah. uh, it, it gives you everything you need to know about what's going to happen in the first five minutes. It gives yeah. you that, and it gives you the anthrax. It does. Uh, See, I...
2: that's the point I've been trying to avoid this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> i
0: <the point> <laughs> Yeah. So, like, I didn't understand uh... the anthrax of it all the first time. Like, right. I didn't understand how that happened. But then I picked up on it, like okay, so the, the bat, the like the, the disease hides are dangerous, mm-hmm. right? And the, like I was like, okay, so wait, I was like cu- kind of putting it together the first time. I was like, okay, so what what's that gonna do to him, right? Because that those are like why is he giving him those dead hives from the mountain, mm-hmm. um, and then like I was so taken aback, like when it, they take him to the hospital. and The next scene, they're looking at caskets. I was like, yeah, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like
1: that. This is what happened.
0: Um, because so he takes the, the hide from the animal on the mountain, yeah, yeah, brings it back. His mom, unbeknownst to him, like just out of circumstance, gets rid of all the other hides, yep, So, yep. for him to finish the rip that he's making for Peter, he needs that he specific need, hide, those hides,
2: which is funny because, regardless of how many hides were still there or not, his speech to Phil doesn't change. Mm-hmm at yeah. the end because him asking for phil to use the hide that he specifically had has to do with like he's understood phil enough at this point that yeah. he knows that if he says hey i want to be like you i respect you and this is my gift to you to finish and this I for think,
0: me i think a lot of it has to do with the the what is it bronco bronco
1: henry or something or... Yeah. yeah it's bh
0: yeah it has a lot to do with him bronco trying henry. to be yeah. that yeah, for somebody else and kind, kind of grooming him.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and,
0: and it's creepy. I mean, but
1: it was manipulation on both sides. Yeah, it was, and that's, and the guy that's going to end up the serial killer one. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's the thing is like that's such a subtle performance on both of their parts. Like, I feel like a lesser, a different movie would have just really broadcasted it. You know what I mean? Like,
0: the, so the way that every all the the chess pieces are being played you kind of feel for like Kirsten Dunst's character is in the right. Like she's worried that he's going to take him up on that one and kill him just to spite her. Yeah. Just to make her even crazier. But at the same time, her son is like playing this long game to protect her. Yep, And it's so executed, so well executed that I enjoyed every second of it.
1: Yeah. I, Again, the more we talk about this movie, the more I want to rewatch the movie, and the more I think I really like this movie. I would definitely
0: recommend watching this again.
1: I especially if you picked up on everything more, because mm-hmm. I there were definitely bits, especially when you guys were talking about it, that I know that I missed. Like the
2: thing is too, like with me, the, 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 there was a lot of stuff in this because my grandfather was a cattle rancher. Yeah, there was a lot of this that I just like. Just seeing the equipment, seeing what they were doing, knowing what they were doing, and hearing key things. Yeah. Like, when it comes to, like, when a cow dies, like, just gets sick. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, you, you stay away from you it. You don't touch it. You keep you keep the other cows away from it. Yeah. You do what you can until you find out exactly what that cow died of, so you know how to treat the other cows. Yep. And back then, you just assumed every cow had anthrax. Uh, um, anthrax, especially you know, given that time period where they were in the country, right? It's a given. You just you stay away from it. Let just let the crows take it. Let let the wild animals at it. Just you know, that's fine. And then it was just one of those things. I mean, and then should I just say it? The scene that like, yeah, please. That mm-hmm. like that like I mean, I think we're deep
1: enough into it that you could just say it.
2: When they showed the sun right out on his own. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, they've established that he's new to this. Yeah. So either he's riding out on his own as kind of like the way in the military, the reason why drill sergeants and drill instructors are so hard on you. They're wanting you to hate them so that you prove them wrong. Right. It's that whole thing. So I'm like, okay, so either he's doing that, but that's not the kind of relationship he has with him. Mm -hmm. Or he's doing something else right and then they show him come across the dead cattle and they've already showed a dead cattle and mentioned the anthrax yep. again the whole checkoff's gun thing yep. that i've learned mm-hmm. talking with you
1: yeah and i'm well, like it is, okay
2: though. so that's what's happening here and then they get to the point of like him using sinew
1: yeah. to make the rope and i'm like wait well, and they did that even i mean they telegraphed it even more when they showed benedict cumberbatch like castrating that bull without gloves on and he cut himself yeah and you're like got it he's really reckless with his hands like yeah. he'll just do this and cut himself because he doesn't take care of himself yeah and he calls it manly
2: yeah and so that's where like that's kind of where like i started picking up on like the sun and like realizing like hang on a second he's he's pulling information out of phil he's not trying to be an apprentice here like this is this is recon that yeah. he's doing he's trying to figure out a way to pull this off mm-hmm. and then to me the telegraphing part is when they telegraph the rope yeah. at the end that's basically a whip yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: it's not a rope it's a whip but yeah like that, that that's just one of those things where it was like man that's like this long two hours to get to an ending like this so i don't know two- i
1: i think it's i think it's earned i really do that's fine
2: that's that's i I think my 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 issue might be more of a personal thing sure when it comes to like art house type stuff Mm -hmm. like like i i was in uh graphic design and general just art classes from junior year of high school all the way through when i was going to college Mm -hmm. so i took like art history classes classical art classes uh uh photography classes um both of my grandparents on my mom's side were art teachers oh wow were high were were was it um high school art teachers and then one of the two classes i had in college was uh like stage play yeah so and half of the one class was like like art film like type you know type stuff so whenever i see this stuff that's like truly like out harsh like art house housey. Yeah. i kind of i kind of roll my eyes a little bit <laughs> because you know like i've seen this stuff i learned about it like you know dramatic pause the right angle the right lighting like yeah. and all this other stuff it plays in my head and that's why i'm more of like a movie person for like the fun aspect of it sure and that's why there's very few like art house movies that i really 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 like well, and uh, I might okay. actually pick one for my pick coming up. Oh, please okay. do.
0: Um, Well, Ryan, if you look behind you, I have a degree in film and video. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I know. I learned all of this stuff. <laughs> no, I from, know. So I'm going to bring the art house films every once in a while. No, no. And, and, and um, the thing is,
2: and the thing is, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's just it's just like how Devin has, like, his little quirks when it comes to, like, certain types of oh, movies. Yeah. That, that, like, you just have that thing that you have to kind of, like, fight through a little well, yeah. bit. Like, like, right. like the
0: movie? Like, like, like like McRuber or Keaton like any movie <laughs> um
2: it is it, it's just it's it's one of those things where it's like i see that oh, this thing's been nominated for best picture and i've never even heard of this thing before i well <laughs> like you know it, I it's that you, type of thing i
0: told you guys this before the show i think this is the first year i'm going to get to watch all of the best picture nominees before the oscars good yeah so um before we move on to who we think is going to win or who we think out of this cast is going to have the best odds of winning Devin, you brought up what we thought the power of the dog was. Mm-hmm. What do you think the power of the dog is? Or do you know? I don't know. I don't. So, because that was one of the things that,
1: I, that shocked me the most about the movie was specifically what the power of the dog was. Because I was like, all right, they're going to they're gonna say it. And they said it at the very end, because uh, it was the Bible passage that he read, you saw that he saw the silhouette of the dog in the mountain. He like saw like the barking dog. And then in my favorite scene, you see what looks like a pack of wolves coming off the mountain in shadow just before phil's about to finish the rope so like phil yeah phil's about to finish the rope so like i liked that my thought was that the power of the dog was essentially the power of like thinking ahead or something like that like because essentially like because everybody's looking at the mountain essentially and was saying like oh it's just a mountain or are they looking for a specific animal but no they were taking in the bigger picture and the power of the dog was like taking in the bigger picture and not focusing on kind of a small aspect of it. Like Phil was focused on Bronco Henry, or like not focusing on a small part of it. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's definitely an animal up there," but Phil was not Phil. The other guy, the the son, was able to take in the fuller picture of it all and was able to kind of see the you know everything from it. That's what I thought Power of the Dog was, but I don't know. I genuinely like I I want someone to explain it to me. I this.
2: just think it's an overextended way of saying predator
0: could be I mean deliver the, the 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 psalm that they quote is deliver my soul from the sword my darling the from the power of the dog
1: I mean I, I, I think I think
0: Ryan kind of gets it right like the the deliver my soul from the sword deliver my soul from the power of the dog like deliver my darling from the power of the dog. like the beast that like mm-hmm. I, I think the the beast like the dog is a standing for a beast sure predator like i think that that kind of fits
1: and that like phil ends up being the predator there yeah Yeah.
2: because phil because
0: he absolutely is yeah Yeah, that's true
1: yeah he is
2: because like all of the other hands never saw it Mm -hmm. they were looking at the mountain phil knew what because i mean phil was phil phil was probably telling him like there's something up there yeah there's you know there's something up there and you'll see it and so they're all looking for something and they've all kind of narrowed it down that it's got to be an animal yeah this is probably from like years of like doing it Mm -hmm. and then because phil's like you you saw that you just saw that now
0: yeah like like that whole thing i think that moment is also like he that that's pure awe in that moment that he actually saw that Mm -hmm. and i think that's also a good moment of like, i think that's like the turning point for their story like he that's where he buys into peter as like uh completely like he completely brings him in under his wing to teach him how to ride teach him how like make him in this room mm-hmm. like, he's already started it but i think that's the point where he becomes fully committed to it yeah and like trades over his trust so
1: was that a manipulation on the sun's end you think yeah i think yeah. so yeah, it wasn't like a, mo- a genuine moment of because connection. that's also
2: the only time that I remember seeing a shadow of what they were talking about on the mountain,
1: yeah. Because that one was pretty obvious,
2: yeah.
0: Hey, uh, shout out to our, our friend Jared over at Rum Runners Podcast who just let us know that you can watch our stream live on our new site. No <laughs> way, you know, hey, and we're playing there too. As Very well, cool, so. thanks, Jared. Um, yeah, so hopefully he, he heard that, um, yeah. Okay, so we talked about the four acting performances here. Yes. That were all nominated for, for Academy Awards. If you had to choose one of these performances to win an award, which one would you give it to? Kristen Dunst. Okay, why? I,
1: I think it's a dinner scene for me. I think the acting is done so well. Like, there's that moment where someone's like, I don't want... I forget the son's name. The the. Peter not not the son sorry the the brother oh uh, um jesse Clemens. (laughs) yeah jesse where someone's like i don't want his concoction or something like that and you literally watch her face drop and like i i just george george George. yeah she's like i don't want george's concoction and like you watch her face drop and you watch her try so hard to please these people and it not working and then her own kind of will breaking throughout the movie Mm -hmm. that it's really heartbreaking and, like, I loved it. I thought her performance was spot on. And, like, I think I liked it more than I liked Benedict Cumberbatch's.
0: Okay. Ryan, how about you? I agree. Yeah. Okay. I'm going with I'm going with the son. Are um, you going with the son? He yeah. was my, like, runner-up for that one. Cody Smith-McPhee, I think, steals this movie. Yeah. It's such a subtle performance that it, by the end of it, you're like, oh, that's what he was doing? Yeah. I didn't see that coming, but now that I think about it, that makes total sense. Like wow that's really well done and i i think benedict cumberbatch is like his performance is good it's a little cartoony yeah it is 100 um and they he'll like i i just i i haven't seen the other acting kind of acting performances for lead actor but i think out of the supporting actors in here i think the sun gets it over uh jesse plemons because they're going up against each other sure the sure two birds one stone for acting supporting <laughs> actor um that's my thoughts
1: isn't andrew garfield up for tick tick boom
0: for lead actor yeah
1: yes does he get it over benedict Cumberbatch? absolutely i i completely agree oh okay well then yeah yeah you think he gets it over
2: yeah i totally forgot that he was up for that
0: yeah as of right now he's my lead for for that award yeah. so. d-
1: especially since i just rewatched that movie this weekend yeah. Yeah. absolutely
0: um, anything else on Power of the Dog before we wrap this up?
1: No, you guys talked me into liking this movie more. I liked it when it started. I need to watch it again. You talked yeah. me into liking it more. Good job.
0: All Barky right. bark.
2: <laughs> bark. Bark bark bark. See, it's like I appreciate everything that this movie was was you know was was doing. I like the actors in it. It's just it, forty minutes can just be, as far as I'm concerned, just be like.
0: Is that my camera? I think that was my camera making a noise. I mean we're still good, right? Yeah, we're still good. Oh. I don't know. That was weird. No. Uh all right, well we're good. That was the film resetting in my completely digital camera. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that, that does it for our episode. I think so. It's been a long day, guys. Yeah. Uh we, we got we did some stuff before the podcast. So if you want to see some of it, uh make sure you follow us on facebook and instagram yes yes it may or may not have dealt a lot with photos uh (laughs) um hint yeah uh and if you're watching on twitch go ahead and hit that follow button we're really close to getting uh to our goal of 50s followers so close please um so follow us there uh if you're watching on youtube hit that subscribe button for more content coming soon we've got some fun things planned for the academy awards when they in the air we'll be doing a live watch along where you'll get our commentary on the Oscars as they happen mm-hmm. um, you can visit our website com slash you have to watch this podcast uh, to catch up on older episodes of the show mm-hmm. and to watch our live streams live or our previous shows um, you can listen to you have to watch this podcast on all major podcasting platforms uh I think that's about it right i think yeah. so
1: right yeah
0: all right well for you have to watch this podcast i'm alan i'm ryan and i'm devin and we will see you next week oh wait we didn't talk about what our pick is for next week oh what's our pick for next week yeah ryan it's your your turn okay what are you so watch?
2: um because i don't want to like run through my like one my revenge to you guys and then <laughs> to the whole like predator thing mm-hmm. yeah i'm throwing in a random movie here good um uh, mm-hmm. and again it's an art house film Okay, so, well, it's one of the ones that, like, I've...
0: something for the Oscars this year? Because that's what we're doing. It's
2: not something for the Oscars. Oh. But it art arthouse-y. Okay. Well. And this gets into, like, the whole art house stuff that, like, are, are, I do like. Are
0: we not doing the Oscars for this year, then?
1: I was going to do one. My one is, is an Oscar category. Okay.
2: I don't have any movies that are in the okay. Oscars that I've seen. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, okay. that's, that's where... Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh,
0: Maybe we'll do a, a double feature and make it a shorter one. Next perfect. Week,
2: okay. Uh, Blue Ruin. I've never heard of it. I don't know
0: anything
1: about this movie. I'm so excited.
2: I'm not going to tell you anything about it. No. Blue ruin. Not even
1: a not even a teaser.
2: Fine. Yes. Blue ruin is pretty much like the name of the car that the main character uses.
0: Good. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we're going to do a mini Oscar thing next week. Okay. Good. Because I'm going to steal yours. Do it. I'm gonna do watch it. Encanto, but Okay, you see, should. You, you absolutely seen it. We'll yeah. talk a little bit about that. Okay, you absolutely time. should.
1: I I want to rewatch it anyway. So yeah. So, so blue, blue ruin and Inkonto. Blue ruin and, Encanto. and Encanto. Love it.
0: Inkonto would just be part of the we watch this. I think. Okay, perfect. keep it short.
1: Yeah. Uh, and talk about Dev- Ryan's bit. Mm-hmm. I right. am excited. All
0: right. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, blue ruin. Blue ruin. Blue blue ruin. ruin. Okay. okay. All right. So blue so, and then ruin. All right. Awesome. All right, well, let's watch that next week. Uh, we'll watch that for next week. So Perfect. Until next time, for You Have the Watches podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we will see you next week where we will be talking about Bruno. Oh.
1: Oh, it hurts. <laughs>